We are excited that you could join us today on our media platform. In this video, we begin a new series entitled Faith Over Fear. As Christians, fear is our greatest opponent. In the next few weeks, we will share some insights on how to deal with fear. Now, let's join Pastor Tim with a message he is calling Understanding Fear. I'm a firm believer that the messages that God is laying on my heart right now during this series that we're starting, fear over, uh, Faith Over Fear, I think it's important that we start off the way that God wants us to start off. Amen. We need to start off understanding fear. We need to start off in this message today in this series. I, I, I've never really approached preaching about fear that I didn't talk a lot about faith. And today we'll mention faith, but we're not going to mention faith as much as we're going to be talking about fear today. You know, fear is something that is, uh, everyone deals with. I don't care how strong you are. I don't care how uh, courageous you are. I don't care how close to God you are or how far apart from God you are. There's not a person under the sound of my voice that does not face fear every day of their life. It's something that Satan has learned to use as the most powerful weapon against man. I truly believe that sometimes we need to realize that sin is really not our battle. Most of us that are Christians are really uh, in, a, in the walk of life or doing everything we can to not sin. And I think our biggest battle that we face every day is not giving in to fear. Fear pushes us into all kinds of different directions, and fear actually does create sin in our lives if we're not real careful. You know, fear is this thing that nobody seems to be able to get away from. There's no medical answer for it. There's no uh, way to get around it. And when I think about it, it was fear that caused Adam and Eve to hide in the garden. Uh, we see fear already all the way back in the, in the Garden of Eden when things first started. And that was when they fell and they, they, they got away and they did what they weren't supposed to do. And the, God came down to walk with them and he could not find them and they were hiding. And they were hiding because of fear. They had a fear that God would find out. Uh, that they had did what they uh, weren't supposed to do. So fear, we see it already in man, already in the Garden of Eden. It was fear uh, that caused Elijah, the great prophet, who just called down fire from heaven. And guess what? Jezebel warned him and got onto him. And the Bible says he went from calling fire down from heaven, and it was fear that caused him to run from Jezebel and hide in a cave. So don't think that great men do not face fear, and fear doesn't cause things to happen in great men. It was fear that caused Israel to murmur and complain on, on a constant basis against God. It was fear that caused kings uh, to make great mistakes in their kingdoms. And we can look throughout time and see that kings made bad mistakes because fear drove their, their decision making. It was fear that caused the disciples to lose their faith after Jesus had just fed 5,000 people uh, uh, with five loaves of bread and two fish. They were on a boat and they were going across the, 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 the sea. And, and guess what? Fear came up and, and caused them to lose uh, all control. And they just were so afraid because of the raging sea. 
It was fear that caused Peter to deny Christ three times after Christ was uh, crucified and, and fear came in and crept in in Peter and caused him to deny Christ. And it was fear that caused Peter to fall when he walked on water and he looked and he saw the circumstances. It, was, it wasn't sin that made him fall. It was fear that made him fall. We have to understand the power of fear. It was fear that drove the disciples away from the cross. If you remember when Christ was put on the cross and crucified, immediately the disciples, they took off in fear and they went and hid in the upper room. It was fear that has taken down a many great men and taken down a many great women. And we're here today to expose fear and talk about fear. It's important that we understand the power of fear. The title to this first message is Understanding the Power of Fear. We truly as Christians need to understand the power of fear. We need to understand that Satan will use it as a weapon in such a way that it will, it will critically stop us, it will paralyze us, and it will stop us right in our tracks. It will keep the power of God from flowing in our lives if we're not careful, if we don't look at fear the way we need to look at fear. Let me tell you something. I don't think I've ever seen the level of fear in God's people like I see it today. It's amazing to me to talk to Christians today who are supposed to be built on faith and have a trust in God, but yet I see such a great fear in them today. Fear of the racial tension, fear of the coronavirus, fear of going out and doing this, and fear of this, and fear of their finances. And, and, and I see Christians today who don't even come to church because of the fear of going out and going to church. And I'm thinking to myself, what has happened to the Christian world today? Well, I'll tell you what's happened. The great uh, uh, fear has creeped into lives and it's controlling the lives of people today. And we don't even understand the power of fear that has begun to grip our lives and is gripping our lives today. I, if I was to look at the fear meter today uh, in the Christian world, it would be buried over here on the right side. As I look around, and sometimes it amazes me when I hear good, strong Christians talk about fear more than they talk about the faith in their life. And it's amazing to me how the devil has positioned all that's going on today to create a fear in us that we don't even recognize sometimes that it's our major enemy. Sin is something that we fight against, but I'll tell you today, folks, our biggest battle is getting through today and facing the fears of the day and winning those battles with the faith that we have in Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for that because that's our battle. I'm convinced, and I believe this, that the Bible proves it and bears it out, that our number one enemy to keep us from having a happy life and living the life that God wants us to live, the number one battle enemy that we face is fear. The fear of this world, the fear of things happening, we all face it. We all go through it. No matter who you are, when you get up in the morning, the devil begins to load the gun of fear. He begins to get the ammunition of fear ready to go on you and I, and he starts to unload on us as the day goes on.
And if we're not careful, we can get caught up in the trap of the power of fear and we can begin to make bad decisions in our lives because fear is leading and guiding us and we don't even realize it. We need to be real careful. We truly need to understand the power of fear and how devil is, the devil is using fear against us. Fear must be understood and fear must be under the thumb of faith in our lives. We have got to get to the place to where fear, although it's always there, I, I don't know anyone that doesn't have a fear of something, something that has gripped them, something that the, uh, I call it a fear, uh, that fear that hovers and never goes away. And, and, and by the faith of God, sometimes we, we get rid of certain fears, but there are still are those fears that we just cannot seem to get rid of. And we need to understand fear is powerful, but yet we need to keep it under the thumb of faith in our lives and make sure faith is overriding our fear. You know, faith, and I'm going to say this, and I want you to grab a hold of this, faith isn't faith unless it's tested by fear. In other words, you don't even know what faith you have until it's been tested. You will not know your level of faith in God until it's tested by the fear that is brought into your life. I say this all the time. You can walk around and say, I have faith in God. But I'll tell you when I can see that you have faith in God is when you are in a terrible, terrible storm and your faith is overriding the fear that you're facing today. And I'm telling you now, there are great men of God who went through great and mighty tribulation and mighty troubles and faced great fears, but they found out at that level of fear that they had a great faith. And your faith cannot be faith unless it's tested. And today we're being tested. Every one of us are being tested. If you love the Lord, when you get up in the morning, the devil's going to start on you. When you get up in the morning, he's going to remind you how bad your life used to be. When you get up in the morning, he's going to remind you that he's going to put a sickness on you today. When you get up in the morning, he's going to remind you that you're going to go out somewhere and be careful because you can end up with the virus today. He's going to remind you every way he can. He's going to keep planting the seed of fear in you every moment of every day because your faith is being tested in Jesus Christ as we live this life for him. Satan knows, listen now, Satan knows, he knows exactly what it takes to make you afraid. He knows exactly what gets you or causes you to be afraid. He knows exactly what a plant inside of your head to cause fear to begin to arise in you. Let me tell you this, fear will either motivate you or it will dominate you. Now, it will either motivate you. I, I know there's a lot of great men who have done great things and a lot of great women who have done great things out of the motivation from the fear that was created in a situation. How many know, I know you've been there where you got afraid and you did something that you never thought you could do uh, because fear motivated you to get it done. Well, fear will either motivate you or it will dominate you. And I know a whole lot of people today that's being dominated, their lives are being dominated by fear. Their lives are being dominated by the fear of this or the fear of that. And Satan has figured it out. He knows exactly what to keep uh, uh, in your life to keep you afraid of the situation that you're facing. Let me read something to you. It, I, I think it will uh, help us today. But Satan knows exactly what it is. That, that, and you know what we're mostly afraid of? We're mostly afraid of the things we don't like 
and the things that we're not sure of or we're uncertain about. Those are the things the devil likes to stay in those areas and keep fear going. Listen to this. I, this is my part. And then I want to share something uh, that I got online that really helped me kind of understand the components of fear, uh, the physical components of fear. But here's, listen to this. Fear is a natural response of, a nervous, of our nervous system. God gave us a built-in tool for survival. There was a healthy fear given to Adam and Eve when God said, you can have everything you want, you can eat anything you want, except from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. This was a godly fear put inside of each one of us so that we would fear our Creator, that we would know that there's a higher person that we would have to answer to. So the original fear was actually a healthy tool God gave man that would help them make the proper decisions in life to stay in relationship with God. But after man fell, Satan was able to take fear to another level with us by making it a spiritual tool. Satan was able to take that and begin to make it a tool and a weapon against you and I. Now, there are three basic components of fear. Anytime you're afraid, these three things will show up. Number one, uncertainty, the unknown. When fear creeps in, it's because we're not sure of what's going to happen. There's an uncertainty that creeps in with the fear that I'm having. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm afraid of what might be on the other side of this. I'm afraid of what I might have to go through in this. So there's an uncertainty that comes in as part of the component of fear. Then we have that what I call the mind-driven expectations. In other words, we have that thing where our mind takes over. And when we get afraid, our mind takes over and our mind begins to say, this is how this is going to go. Anybody do that when you're afraid? You start to say, this is what's going to happen. I, I don't know about you, but I do it all the time. When, I, when fear creeps in, I begin to say, oh man, here's what's going to happen. And I start laying out a path exactly how it's going to happen. And the devil's sitting back clapping and just smiling saying, yeah, keep going. That's what I need you to do. Just go ahead and plan this thing out, how it's going to turn out. And then the third component that always shows up, and you may not realize this, but your memory is a problem when you go into fear. Because what happens is, and, and what the scientists call this, exaggerated memories. In other words, you take your memories of things that were horrible that happened to someone else, and you begin to say, oh, that's going to be me now. Aunt Molly died from this. You ever heard anybody say that? I tell people all the time when I go pray with people and, and I don't know them very well, I tell them before I go in the room, please do not say your aunt or your uncle or your mom or dad died from this. When you're standing by a bedside of somebody who's got a disease or struggling with something, and I've heard people do that. And remember, when you're in a place of fear, your mind will begin to run and your mind will start attaching your memory, things that you've seen happen, and you'll begin to say, man, oh God, I've seen so-and-so go through this and it did not turn out good for them. And now we've added the memories into it and now we've got this nice little neat package of fear and, and we've already got the destiny set up and it's going to be a horrible ending. We've got it all set up and all the while God's saying, oh no, 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 get out of that. I don't want you there. That's not what I have for your life. And the devil's clapping and saying, just keep going. I want you to get deeper and deeper into this fear. And that's what happens. We begin to get fearful and we begin to live under the fear. 
there's a couple of things I want to quote before I get back into the message. This is from the American author H.P. Lovecraft, and this is what he said. The oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear. And the oldest and strongest kind of fear is the fear of the unknown. That is one of the most biggest fears that we all have. No matter who we are, our fear comes from not knowing what's going to happen. Now listen to this. President Franklin Delano Roosevelt said this. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. That's what we have to fear. First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt gave us the more actionable advice. She said this. You gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. You must do the thing which you think you cannot do to face fear head on, face to face. And I believe that today. We must understand fear. We must face it head on and we must overcome it. How many know you're going to face fear? It's going to happen. It's going, when you leave here today, there's going to be situations that's going to come up. There's going to be something creep inside your head that's going to do what it's meant to do by the devil. It's going to start a fear uh, uh, in you and, and, and start you on a fear track. And I'm telling you today, fear is the thing that we've got to face head on. We've got to look at it straight in the eye. We've got to understand it, and we've got to begin to overcome it. Fear cannot control our lives anymore. We have got to get to the place to where we get it under subjection to the power of the Holy Spirit, and faith overrides our fear. The fight against fear, and God spoke this into me uh, last week, and he said, my people need to begin to see fear as a battle of life and death. In other words, when I'm fearing something and fear has creeped into my life, I need to not just look at it as an everyday battle. I need to truly begin to look at the fear that I'm facing in my life as a life and death situation. If I don't get control of it through the power of the Holy Spirit and get faith engaged and over the fear, it will take me out. It will do everything that it wants to do to me, and I need to get past that. How many realize how many times in the scripture fear not is mentioned in a reference to it? Fear not is mentioned or referenced to 365 times. One for every day the Lord knew. How many know that, uh, uh, go back with me to every, all, all the Old Testament scriptures, everywhere you can look, when God sent an angel to go speak to someone, when God sent an angel to go speak to this leader or to that leader, or when God, when Jesus himself would speak to someone about doing something, what was the first words out of their mouth? Be not afraid. Fear not. Don't be afraid. Because we know by the word of God, that's one of the biggest battles that every one of us are in is facing the fears that we have to face every day of our lives. Go with me to 2 Timothy chapter 4. We're going to read three uh, verses here and I want to read them to you. Then I'm going to jump over to, to, to chapter 1 and read one verse. But I want to read these because I think it's important. It's Paul writing to Timothy and here's what he says. For I am already poured out being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. 
In other words, Paul is proclaiming now that I'm getting ready to die. My life is coming to an end. Here's what he said, and grab a hold of this in verse 7. Very powerful. I have fought the good fight. Now, I don't know about you, but that tells me that Paul must have thought it was important to let everybody know that his life has been one fight after another. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. Oh, grab a hold of this part. I have kept the faith. Oh, here's what Paul's saying. Man, it's been a battle. It's been a fight. It's been every day I've had to lace it up. Every day I've had to fight through the fears of every day. Every day I've had to face the fears of what come upon me, all the tortures and the things that I've been through in my life. It was a fight every day of my life, but I fought the fight. I fought the good fight, and I kept the faith. And here's what happened when he kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous uh, judge, will give me on that day. Now listen, he includes you and I, that he gives me on that day, and not to just me only, but also to all, that's you and I, who have loved his appearing. Isn't it awesome that even back almost 2,000 years ago or more that it was spoken into us that we can have the same thing if we fight the good fight, fight that good fight over fear and begin to know that when I fight that fight, guess what? I will keep the faith and I will make heaven my home. Amen. Go with me to 1 Timothy chapter 7, or, or verse, uh, chapter 1, actually, verse 7. We all know this scripture, but I want to read it because it's important to understand. We're trying to understand fear today. Number 7 says this, for God has not given us a what? Spirit of fear. In other words, now we know that fear is a spirit. It's something that hovers. It's something that uh, uh, hangs around us. It's something that looks for places to get into. It is not. God did not give you a spirit of fear, but he gave you a, a, a power and of love and a sound mind. It's important that we understand that God does not want us living in fear. God did not put us on this earth to live in fear, to live in unhappiness, to live in a place to where we truly don't even know. So what Timothy was being taught by Paul is this. He made sure Timothy knew fear is a spirit that is conjured up by the devil. Be aware of it. Know it, that it's a spirit. How many have felt that spirit come on you? How many of you have been in situations to where all of a sudden you feel this thing on you, this fear comes over you, and all of a sudden now you're starting to feel this thing come over you, and we need to understand that's a spirit of fear trying to cripple us, trying to paralyze us. You know, Paul was, uh, uh, he, he made sure Timothy understood God doesn't work in fear. God works in love. He works in power. And he gave us all a sound mind. How many know that even when you're in fear, God gave you the ability through the power of the Holy Spirit to hold on to your sound mind? Amen? I, I, I love 
I love uh, referring to military men and women because it's amazing to me how their training kicks in. And police officers are this way and firemen are, are this way. How their training kicks in. Even though fear is there, there's a training there that kicks in and they override the fear with the training that they've been given. And that's so important for us to understand. And that's what, that's what Paul was trying to teach to Timothy. Make sure you understand this. Fear's going to come. It's a spirit and it's there. But I'm not in it. I'm in the love and I'm in the power and I'm in the sound mind that I gave you. So we need to understand that we can have a sound mind even in the worst of times, even in the worst of times of fear. He made sure Timothy knew that it was daily fight to defeat fear. It was a daily battle to continue to fight fear. Let me tell you something. When you get up in the morning, that's the first thing the devil's going to try to do. He's going to try to distract you. He's going to try to discourage you. He's going to try to get you thinking about your fears all day long rather than think about your blessings and think about the faith that's living inside of you. That's what he's going to do. And he wanted uh, Timothy to understand that. Let me share with you some things that are going to help us fight against this damaging fear. We need to have some weapons to come back against Satan when he brings fear into our lives. This is the number one thing that I want to share with you that you have as a weapon, powerful weapon against fear. And that is the Word of God. God's Word is the most powerful thing that will kill every fear that you have in your life. Understand this. And I tried to share this uh, the best way I could this morning. I'm going to try to share it as best I can today. We need to truly understand God's Word and how powerful it is. First of all, I want you to go back when creation was happening and when God was creating things. How many know that God spoke things into existence? In other words, God's words came out of his mouth and said, I want this earth without form and void. I want it to start having form. I want it to take shape. I want it to do this, and I want it to do that. And just the words out of the mouth of God caused the earth to be shaped into what it is today and to be beautiful like it, was to, uh, it is today. He spoke to the stars and told the stars where to go. He spoke to the moon, and he spoke to the sun and told them when to come up and when to go down. How many know that's the power of God's Word? That came out of God's mouth, and guess what? it happened. And we need to understand the power of God's Word today. This is the Word of God. Amen? It is infallible. It is true. It does not need to be politically correct today. It does not need a makeover so it can be more culturally accepted. This is the Word of God. It will stand forever. It was on the foundation of God. It'll be here when we're all gone. And guess what? It'll be here through eternity. This is the Word of God. It's our weapon against the devil and against the fear that we face in our lives today. Amen. Let's give him a hand clap, clap of praise. We have a choice, folks. We can get up in the morning and we can listen to fear words or we can listen to faith words. We have that choice. God gave us that choice when he created man. He said, I'm going to give you the choice to choose what you do in your life. Every day that we get up, I'm going to tell you right now, I'll guarantee you 
in the world we live in today, in the powerful media that we have today, which is amazing to me how powerful the media is and the social media is, but when you wake up in the morning and if you're inundated with this, you are going to hear nothing but fear words. Everything you hear just about today is driving fear into the lives of every person uh, that I know and in my own life if I allow it to happen. But guess what? I have a choice today to not listen to the fear words that's being put out there. I have a choice to understand and listen to the faith words that the Word of God gives me. Amen? So how do we do that? Obviously, we know we need more of the Word of God in us. We need more of the Word of God down in our hearts so that we can bring it out in the times that we need. So the most powerful weapon that you have against fear is the Word of God, and we have a choice every day to choose the words of God over the words of fear. The second thing I want you to grab a hold of is knowing God has no limits to His power and His promises. It is so awesome to know that no matter what we face, no matter how big it is, no matter what it looks like, guess what? There is no limit to the power that God has. Amen? There is no limit to his power. No cancer is too big and no sickness is too big. No financial crisis is too big. No relationship is in too bad a shape that God cannot use his power to fix. Amen? We need to know as we face the fear that we face. Every one of us in this room have a fear that we're facing and it keeps creeping back in and creeping back in. And every time it creeps back in, we need to tell that fear right to its face. Look, God is more powerful than you. He is more mighty than you. And guess what? You cannot reach a limit to God's power. His power is unlimited. Amen? Let's give him a hand clap of praise. His power is unlimited. The third thing we need to remember and use on uh, a fear when it comes into our lives is knowing he loves us so much, he sent his son Jesus to die for us. You know what? The Bible says perfect love casts out all fear. And what he's basically saying is, is if we would truly understand how much God loves us, we wouldn't fear half the things we fear. I'll tell you right now, the devil does not want you to know how much God loves you. The devil only wants you to hear the words that God loves you. He truly does not want you to understand that. He truly does not want you to know that God loves you more than you can even imagine or even think of. I don't know about you, but when I think of how God sent his only son to die on the cross for me, it makes no sense to me. I cannot figure that out. I cannot in my human mind even imagine me having my son and giving him over to be tortured and murdered for people who don't even care. I can't even imagine that kind of love. And we need to begin to look the devil in the eye and look fear in the eye and tell the devil and tell fear right to uh, fear's face that God loves me so much that I shouldn't worry about this situation because God loves me so much that he's going to take care of me. Amen. He's going to do what needs to be done. Let's give him a hand clap of praise. He loves us. He loves you. Man, he loves you more than you can ever imagine, even though you may not be what you want to be. Maybe you're not what God has planned you to be. I always say this, I'm not what I'm going to be yet, 
But thank God I'm not what I used to be. Amen? I'm still a work in progress, and God is still working on me. And God loves me so much that he's watching over me. What would you do for your child? What would you do for your grandchild? That's a question that the Holy Spirit uh, brought to me not too long ago. And, and I was struggling with fear in my life. And, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, What would you do if you had the ability and the power to fix something that was wrong with one of your children or one of your grandchildren. If you had that power, you would not hesitate to help your child or to fix a situation in your grandchild's life. You would not hesitate. And we have to understand God loves us so much as our Heavenly Father. When He sees us in trouble, He loves us and He has enough power to get us through every situation that we face. He loves us that much. Number four, knowing God will always be with us as we fight against our fear. Man, I don't know about you, but the devil loves to make you feel alone. The devil loves to get us separated and get us in a place to where we're feeling like, man, nobody else knows what I'm going through. Nobody else feels what I feel. Nobody has been uh, through what I'm going through today. And all of a sudden now we feel like we're out here on an island all by ourselves. And Satan is working on us, working on us, trying to make us feel alone. But we need to understand when we're going through the fear that we're facing in our lives, Always understand that God made a promise to you and I. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. Even until the end of time, God is standing with us in our situation. We are never alone. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. We are never alone. We may feel like it. It may look like it. But we have to remind fear face to face. I'm not in this alone. God is right here with me. And he's going to get me through. Man, you may be facing something today that seems like a mountain. It seems like it's way too big to get over. But I want you to understand this. Nothing's too big for God. He loves you that much. And he will never let you walk alone. He will never have you go through something alone. He will always be with you. There are some things that we can do to allow fear to hang around. I want to close with this. There are things that we can do and allow fear to just keep hanging around. How many want to get rid of fear in your life, especially one that's gripping you and paralyzing you in your life? Well, if we're not careful, we can get caught up in this and we can keep fear hanging around. The first one, obviously, is not having the knowledge of the Word of God. In other words, our lack of the Word of God will keep fear hanging around. How many know that some people will deny this or argue with this, but how many know that Jesus was human too? He was God with us, but he was human in a human body. How many know that he had many fears in his humanness as he went through the things that he went through? He had to deal with fear just like you and I have to deal, deal with fear. And the way Jesus dealt with fear and got through the fear and got to the place, how many know he went through fear after fear after fear? I guarantee you if you would have been sitting or laying next to Jesus as he was praying in Gethsemane, you would have heard a lot of human fears being prayed over as he broke through that day and he got through those fears that was in his life. He did it with the word of God. 
He put the word of God on everything that uh, caused him to be afraid. And Jesus was able. He had a great knowledge of the word of God. I'm saying this to you. If you want to get fear out of your life and if you want to get control of fear in your life, you have to get more of the Word of God in you. You cannot have a lack of the Word. It's shameful today, and I'm going to say this, and I hope I don't uh, uh, offend anybody, but it's shameful to me today to have so many people in the church world today that would rather be entertained than to get together and hear and study the Word of God. I've often said this, if we would get rid of the singing and we get rid of the, 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 the music and all the things that we do surrounding studying the Word of God, and we went right to just studying the Word of God, I think we would lose a whole lot of people. And it's, it's shameful to me because the power of our living and the power that we have is in the Word of God. We need more of the Word of God in our lives. We need a steady diet of God's Word in our lives every day. We need to make it a purpose in our lives that not a day goes by that I don't get the Word of God in me because it will help me fight. The second thing that I want to say that will keep, hang, keep uh, uh, fear hanging around is always living by how you feel. Let me tell you something. If you live by how you feel, you're going to be on a roller coaster ride the rest of your life. If you live by how you feel, you're going to be in every emotional situation. You're going to be in the ups and downs of life, and your life is going to end up being miserable. And guess what? Happiness will elude you. But if you learn, like all of us are trying to learn through the Word of God, if we learn how to live by what we know, there are times when I feel certain ways, and if I give in to the feeling, I'm going to end up in a bad situation. But if I remember, hey, I feel this way, but the Word of God says this, and I need to stand on this, and all of a sudden my situation begins to change. My mindset changes, and fear doesn't override my faith. My faith begins to step up and put the thumb on fear in my life as I live by what I know and not how I feel. The other thing that I want to leave you with as we close that can keep fear hanging around is continuing to listen to our reasoning, our own reasoning. How many know we're good at, we're good at reasoning things? Man, we can go through something and all of a sudden, man, we can reason it out and we can make it. Hey, I'll tell you this. I know people right now who are living in, a, in situations to where God is saying, all you got to do is give it over to me. But yet we want to hold on to it because we want to reason with it. We want to reason with it to the point so we can live with it. And we got to be real careful about living in our own reasoning. And figuring, how many know your reason? Your reasoning is only as good as your education and your experience. I, I guess what I'll tell you this: your opinion is only that good. And I'll tell you this: that's really limited, amen. But if we live in Christ and we live in the Word, it's unlimited to things that God can bring in and say, "No, that's not the way this is. This is how this is going to work." So we would need to remember: quit reasoning, quit doing our thinking. Quit, because guess what? Before long, the devil begins to work in your reasoning, and he begins to take what you're reasoning, and he begins to make it work in his direction, and all of a sudden now we're struggling. 
So again, we need the Word of God in us. A lack of the Word of God will cause us uh, fear to hang around. Always living by how you feel is going to keep the fear hanging around. Continuing to listen to yourself. And, and I'm going to go ahead and add this. How many know sometimes you can uh, get the opinion of a good friend and they can lead you right into another fearful situation, amen? Sometimes we need to quit listening to the reasoning and start listening to what God has said for you and I. Today, fear is a battle that we're facing. You're not going to get away from it. It's not something that you can pray and say, God, don't let fear ever come into my life. Fear is there. It's something that will be with us. It's something that we will face every day of our lives. It's something that some of us are gripped by and have been paralyzed by something that we fear in our lives. It has gripped our lives. It has bound us up. And today I want to share with you, there is an answer to your fear. Faith will eventually override your fear as long as you're willing to look fear in the eye and say, look, I don't have enough faith to even stand here. I don't even know how I'm going to get through this one, but I'm going to look you right in the eye and I'm going to tell you that I truly trust that God is God. He does what he says he's going to do. He is who he says he is. I'm going to trust him even though it don't look good right now. Things look really bad. But guess what? I'm going to stand and look you in the eye and tell you that I'm going to face you face to face. And all of a sudden now, fear begins to lessen and God's faith begins to arise up in us and faith begins to work in our lives. We have to face the fears that we face every day. Look it in the eye. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of allowing fear to run my life. I'm tired of all the great blessings that are around me, that are happening around me. God showed me this several years ago, that I was captivated by certain fears in my life that was consuming all my time and all my efforts and all my thoughts. And God spoke to me through the power of the Holy Spirit and said, you are missing the greatness of God. You are missing all these blessings. I am blessing you so much all around you, but you are so fo focused on these things that you're facing, and you could not see the blessings that were right there happening in your life. Today, I don't know about you, but I'm tired. I don't want fear running my life anymore. I don't want fear to have control over my situations anymore. Thank you for watching. Please make sure you tune in next week as Pastor Tim will go deeper on the subject of faith over fear. Also, we would love for you to stay connected with us through our website, which is sanctuarychurchbeachgrove.org, and our social media outlets, Facebook and Instagram. If you have a prayer request, please email us at sanctuaryprayerpartners at gmail.com. And remember, at the sanctuary, you have a safe place.